passage, we discover that <clears throat> Jesus' disciples were not just uh, 12 disciples. We are familiar with 12 disciples, but actually uh, in Jesus' time, there were many people who followed Jesus and wanted to be uh, the disciples of Jesus. And today, Jesus among them uh, sent 70 people uh, to experience uh, what in, uh, what it is to minister uh, to people. And these were uh, also disciples of Jesus Christ. There was no Christian, only disciples. Even now, there is no Christian, only disciple. There's no such thing as, oh, I'm a Christian, but I'm not a disciple. That doesn't work. If you're a Christian, you're a disciple. That's what being a Christian is all about. So those 70 people who are sent by Jesus Christ, like them, we are also called by God and sent for a specific purpose. So our life is not just life to enjoy. You got to enjoy your life. But your life is not all about enjoying life. But your life is about being called and being sent for specific purpose as a human being. You're called as a special people of God. And God equipped you. And God is sending back to the world so that you can become disciples of Jesus Christ. That's what being a Christian is all about. Is there a difference between just living and then living as a disciple? I think there's a radical difference between just living and living as a disciple. In modern days, Christianity has become so watered down, we're not quite sure what is the difference between me and those who are not Christians. Okay, I'm going to church. I go to church. Not maybe every Sunday, but once in a while. But they don't go to church. Is there only difference? Are we morally any superior to them? Are we any better people uh, than them? We don't really, uh, it has been watered down so much, there's not even uh, the distinction between Christian and non-Christians. Only just in concept. Is it so, okay, intellectually you ascend to the resurrection of Jesus Christ? That's what makes you Christian? Is it just intellectual belief? It is a belief system that is different? I think there's a radical difference between living just as a uh, human being, but living as disciple of Jesus Christ. So to, in, through today's uh, scripture passage, I would like to reflect with you what it means to uh, live as a disciple. Of course, just, we cannot just follow the living condition of the people 2,000 years ago. That doesn't make sense. Uh, doing that doesn't do any good anyway. They didn't have iPhones. They didn't have Samsung Galaxy. It is not desirable to just imitate their condition. That is not the purpose. Jesus uh, told these uh, 70 people, do not carry your purse, do not carry your bag, 
Don't even greet people on the way, uh, when you see people on the street, do not even greet them. Just follow, uh, following them for what purpose? I mean, in the specific context, God, Jesus gave this instruction for these people. These are not the general rules for uh, disciples uh, to uh, apply in any time. That was specifically given uh, to them at that time, 2,000 years ago. When I went to Kazakhstan, yes, I didn't take any purse. I didn't take any bag. I didn't take any sandal. I just went out and preached the gospel. Uh, and then I uh, met people. But that's a Kazakhstan. That, 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 that's a very specific context. But here in this world, in Canada, Toronto, what does that mean to live as a disciple? I think behind this story, there is a spiritual principle. We need to find that spiritual principle. And that spiritual principle is very important uh, in living as a di uh, disciple. There are many spiritual disciplines, uh, spiritual principles uh, hidden behind this story. But I'd like to just say one thing today. Uh, that is, they totally depended on God, nothing else. When the disciples, one, when uh, 70 people were sent, they had to totally depend on God. The reason Jesus told them not to carry purse and bags was to give them uh, training to totally depend on God. I think that is a very important lesson for us to learn. We don't many times totally depend on God. We try to handle our problems with our own hands. They had to trust that God would provide them even with food. They had to trust that God would give them the power to be able to heal. How can you heal somebody? When they lay, lay their hands on them, on the sick, how can they heal them without the power of God? So they had to depend on the power of God. When they proclaim the kingdom of God, how can they expect that the kingdom of God will be established right there? Because only God can do it. So they had to, all the things that they had to do, they had to completely depend on God. You know, when you completely depend on God, there's one experience that you get. Do you know what that is? When you completely depend on God, there's one experience that you get. That experience is you experience the power of God. When you completely depend on God, what you experience is the power of God. We didn't read it today, but in uh, verse 17 and 18, uh, the disciples came back and then they shared their uh, experience. This is what they said. The 70 returned with joy, saying, Lord, in your name, even the demons Submit to us. He said to them, I watched Satan fall from heaven like a flash of lightning. They experienced the power of God. When they did the ministry, the evil power submitted to them. They experienced it. When they totally depended on God, they experienced the power of God. 
in life, experiencing the power of God is very, very important. That experience is possible only when you totally depend on God. It is different from other kinds of power that you have, like power of position, power of status, power of your wealth, power of your talents and gifts and knowledge, all that. It's very different. Experiencing the power of God is very unique. And that experience gives us tremendous uh, enrichment in our, in, uh, our lives. When you experience the power of God, two things become formed within us. As you experience the power of God, these two things kind of form you. One is joy and the other is confidence. Joy and confidence. You can say courage. Joy and confidence become characteristic of your life when you experience the power of God. Joy. That's a wonderful thing. The joy brings brightness to your life. When joy becomes characteristic of your life, somehow your life opens up. Things turn out all right. Your, your, your life has to open up, not closed in. And joy opens up your life. Your life gets brightened up. Joy is the power of life. Joy gives the vitality to your life. Through joy, even darkness it is driven away. Jesus saw that the Satan fell from the sky. The evil force and the darkness will be driven away when you have joy within you. It is life-giving energy. That joy is possible only when you totally depend on God and as a result, when you experience the power of God. Another thing that comes to you uh, is confidence, courage. That gives us the authority of life. Authority is not given to you as a position because of your position. Authority is given to you because you have confidence and courage in life. That is what authority is. We can live our lives with authority. We don't get easily intimidated or let down. As we experience the power of God, we get confidence and that confidence gives us the authority of life. And we need that authority in life that comes from confidence and courage because Life of being sent is not necessarily easy. People may not accept you well. Jesus said, I'm sending you out like lambs into the midst of wolves. You are sent in the midst of wolves. Don't be like wolves. You're lambs. Be confident as lambs in the world of wolves. You don't have to act like them. You don't need to be accepted by them. You don't need to be loved by them. You are lambs. You are passing out the peace 
We are not fighting against them like wolves. And you are, when you are confident, you can be who you are in the world of wolves. We, can, we may face danger, difficulties in life, and our sufferings and hardships. The road we take is a narrow road. It is the way of the cross. All the disciples, 12 disciples, and St. Paul, they experienced tremendous hardships and persecution, but they stood tall. They were confident. They just spoke the message boldly, whether they accepted it or not. And today, Scripture says, if they don't accept your peace, then that peace will return to you. It's their problem. It's not your problem. It's not your, the problem of the person who sends, speaks the message of hope. And it even, Jesus even said, when you go to the town and if they don't accept you, shake up your dust. You don't need to beg them, please accept my message. They, don't do that. Shake up your dust and leave. This is what he said. But whenever you enter a town and they do not welcome you, go out into its streets and say, even the dust of your town that clings to our feet, we wipe off in protest against you. Yet know this, the kingdom of God has come near. People may not accept you, but our goal is not to be accepted. It's not to be popular. It's not to be well-liked and loved. Our job is to send peace. Our job is to accept them. Our job is to for forgive them. Yeah, our job is to tell them the truth. Today we have a congregational meeting uh, for Simon Park. After many uh, years of consideration, he has received this call to go into ministry. He gave up his lucrative uh, uh, job as a lawyer and he came into ministry not because it pays him better <laughs> you will see that uh, or his work will be easier uh, you see that you, he, has, he has to even work with a kid right now and he has to run around he has to do the hamburger and come and play piano and then you know, all kinds of stuff uh, he has to do he responded to this life calling because there was burning desire within him. He had no choice but to say yes. That's a calling. All of you are the same. Whether you, are coming, you come into ministry or not. The burning desire within you. That is call. Simon, you will experience the power of God. And you'll be filled with joy. But you're a servant. You're not a slave. To meet people's wants. You're a servant who proclaims the truth. Stand tall. Be confident. Courageous. You don't beg for love. You don't beg for attention. You do your own thing. We do our own things. 
That's what we are called to do. My friends, go out to the world. Be the light. You are the disciples of Jesus Christ. Whether at work, at school, or wherever you may be, be confident. You are called by God and you are sent there to be the light of the world. Let us sing together.